This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. And we are back. I am Paul. And I am Rich. And today, we are going to discuss something that on on the surface and by title and by all that other, you know, stuff that is what the thing is, is not Star Wars. And yet it is very connected to Star Wars. I think thematically in a several, several ways. Yes. We're going to talk about the amazing game PS PlayStation exclusive, I think. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The PlayStation exclusive game ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Yes. Fuck yes. This, I mean, this, this game, it is, it is so good. And and Rich, I can recall like preaching its virtues to you. You did, uh, you know, a while back. I don't know when I, I, when I was playing it, I think. So, uh, so the, the occasion for this is that now Rich has finished the game and, Uh, uh, and so we can discuss all of the things in, you know, in the game and, find the ways and talk about the ways a so to me at least anyway we didn't talk about this before but i think i think there's there's value in discussing like in and of itself why ghost is so fucking awesome right but then also drawing some threads out to things we've discussed in star wars yes right i don't know i don't i kind of doubt that you've prepared your standard summarization thing no, but, no. But let's do so. Let's do this though, for our listeners, listener Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> if you have not played this game, yeah. Spoiler alert! Tons of spoilers. Yeah. Huge spoilers. Spoilers the whole way through. Stop now. Yeah. Play the game. I hope you come back to this podcast. But if you don't, at least you played the game because the right. game's fucking awesome. Yes. I mean, if you have the choice of of sort of art consumption <laughs> between <laughs> between this podcast and that game choose that game choose the game yes choose the game Always choose we that we game. we won't we won't be mad no that you did you made that choice but you're right i did not prepare a summary I, there's too much to this game to be able to prepare yeah it's, an it's accurate not summary right it's not quite summarizable in, in in sort of the style that we've done anyway right right to well, summarize it you'd kind of have to like do just an episode just of the summary i kind of think right because right, yes. because it's one long story mm-hmm. and i guess i mean even even the little mini tales the little mini games or mini yeah. like mini missions are all connected to this i mean there's a whole the major thread of, going on yeah, yeah lady masako has a, her own mm-hmm. story and uh, yes. Yuna Yuma has her you know has her own story and uh, Sensei Ishigawa has his own story what i did do is i took screenshots of uh you know you remember we write haiku in the in the game yeah, right yeah there are haiku that i think represent each of the kind of major phases that the game goes through like because we you know it starts off mm. with this invasion of Tsushima island yeah and then there's this great loss and then there's maybe like a chance at rebirth right yeah and so i've got the headband of the invasion i've got the headband of hope and the headband of rebirth, the haiku that uh, that I that I composed from that that I could read. Now, you know, for people that have, haven't played this, that are listening to this anyway, even with even though we're going to spoil the fuck out of it, 
that you choose three you choose from one of three st- uh, three versions of each line of a haiku. There's, they give you three options. You choose one. They give you three options for the second line. You choose one, and then three options, and you choose one, and that becomes your haiku as you're, you know, meditating on certain things. I guess, I guess to be perfectly clear, like like the the haiku are pre-written in a sense, right? Right. For every haiku that you compose, that haiku is one of 27 that could be composed in that spot correct yeah right absolutely. and you just make a choice of which line or of which phrase becomes line one and line two and line three of that yep. haiku yeah yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep yeah yeah exactly so i could read those haiku as my summary if you Ooh, like or do we it just, yeah that's cool or, or we could just do just jump in and no let's do it I, I think it's appropriate because be, i think it's appropriate because Ghost of Tsushima has such an amazing focus on art within the art. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so the haiku, the, the flute playing that he does, mm-hmm. the, the, the crafting of the outfits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The scenery. Uh, uh, all, all, there's, there's so much, so much art within the overall artwork. Yeah. It's, I mean, God, it's, uh, that brings up this whole other discussion. That's, like amazing but probably like a whole separate thing is like how like how many layers deep does that art go right if you so like ghost of tsushima is one work of art here right right but then but then within it there is like let's say a flute song right Mm -hmm. and that's a work of art right right? but the flute itself in some sense is also a work of art yeah because a graphic designer created and made it Yep. The digital media that comprises the tune of that is some form of art, or it's an artifact of that art. Yeah. Um, and so and there's so there's there's like there's so many layers to what art is in video games mm-hmm. that it's like you could you could spend a whole forever sort of yeah. philosophically uncovering and discussing what that kind of what that means. Yeah. But that's that's just a me being long winded saying no, I, I think it is worthwhile to to because of the way the game is that we should also incorporate that art into our discussion of it definitely it's i mean you're you're, i don't think you're being long with it at all i think that i think that part of the beauty of this game is that it languishes in these things it took me it took me 60 hours to complete the whole nice i mean i i went in there with the intention of i'm not going to rush through this i'm going to enjoy every moment of this um yeah and i did and i mean 60 yeah. hours is a long time to spend on one game yeah but but i i i just i I've, like i told you this before i wanted to just live in that world with, yeah in that space everything about it is is gorgeous like you said yeah it just it 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 spends a lot of time reflecting on things like yeah you, like it forces your hand in a way to between the haiku and the shrines um all oh, the shrines and the inari oh. shrines um the and the and the um the the hot springs right the hot springs oh and you have to also oh you know there's there's reflection on there's reflection there right you you choose and each one is like you reflect on you know your mother your mother or, or a memory of a battle that you won or right. like just all this stuff Yep, Man. exactly. So like this this game in and of itself is some people might say long-winded, but I say is beautiful and is it is deep and and it's 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 
it has weight it has some real yeah honest i got it, heft in it heft heft to it you know God. like yeah yeah i know i know that's the, the thing that just struck me about it is that there's so much to it and there are games that there's a lot to you know i oh, mean for like sure. for sure like the spider-man game i love that spider-man game yeah but yeah most of the stuff that you have that you collect are just things right yeah whereas with this you're collecting quote-unquote collecting shrines but each of those shrines has a meaning to it right yeah it has a real depth to it each of these hot springs has a real depth to it and you for me like you know as i pass by certain ones like oh that's the one where i was thinking about um my friend that i had to that i had to kill that you know that was turning on us or i can't remember his name rizzo rizzo yeah rizzo rizzo uh, yeah yeah, he uh, like this is the this is the one where I reflected on on Rizzo and and what you know what we could have done. And it's not like tiny little reflections. It's like you know Jin's honest to God thoughts about like oh you know you could have been here you know but you turned yeah. on us and you know I wish you were you know that kind of thing. I'm sorry that it had to be this way, but here we are. You know, yeah. It just kind of reinforces Jin's dedication to his mission. What turns out to yeah. be just just his mission, really. I mean, in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, okay, like, okay, so okay, okay. Before we get lost, let's do those yeah. haiku. Oh yeah. Okay. A- and then and then let's All start right. com- let's start diving into various topics. Okay. So I've I've picked three. I had a, I had a bunch of them that I was I was kind of mulling over, but I f- I feel like these three are the ones that that kind of give it the most oomph. Uh, the first one is the headband of the invasion, and this mm. is uh, I believe this if I'm remembering correctly, because this was sixty hours ago game time. Um, I believe this was before the actual battle. Um, well, it said, and, and it did, it says, calm before the storm, heading to uncertainty, rushing to the end. So there's, uh, there's that one. <clears throat> then there is headband of ruin, which, you know, I mean, there's the Mongols are laying waste to Tsushima Island. Yeah. Uh, destroying our past. Bowing to devastation, ashes never found. And then there's Headband of Rebirth, which is a journey awaits, a welcome escape from all, replace what was lost. Replace what was lost. <sighs> Fucking like I, I get you, I get like the, the I get goosebumps just hearing. Yeah, because I, I mean, I did, I did, I did, I think I did all of the headbands. I'm not sure. I think I did all of the headbands. Yeah. And so, and I remember I did, I did those, I did those three for sure. I don't remember what my haiku were. Yeah. They're pretty sure they were different in some way, but, but it didn't, it, it didn't kind of, it kind of doesn't matter. Cause like, I still got like, as you were reading those and I was thinking about what ruin means for the citizens of this Island in this yes. game. Yeah. I still got the goosebumps. I still had the feeling. And 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 in the game, when you're proposing the haiku, you you your character gazes out at various parts of the landscape in front of him. And you look at like a pond, and three of the lines come to him, and you pick yeah. one. And then he looks up at a tree, and three more lines come to him. And then he looks at the branches peeking through at the sun or something like that. Like and this. The, the final, yeah, yes. Yes. Oh, wait, here we go. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and so like that the the visual aspect of that, it added to mm-hmm. my experience of the haiku and of course the story and and having having that like like I said before having that art layered in 
to the story, it it gave me pause. And sometimes, sometimes, I think you have to push a button like when you're done, sort of composing or whatever. Sometimes I would just sit there for I don't know how long, and just sort of let that let that haiku wash over me. Yeah. And and then sort of, I felt no, I didn't I didn't feel weird, but I, I know I know it's not like so the game is very Japanese, you know, and I'm not Japanese and I don't know Japanese custom well at all, and so I know I'm doing this wrong. But for me, what I would do is after I would do a haiku and your character stands up, I would bow because you can swipe the little pad yeah, to make yep. your character bow. Yep. And I would make him do a little bow, even though like, I don't know whether a Japanese person would do that after doing what Jin Sakai did in that moment. But I felt like it was such a, it was such a moment of something yeah. that I would be like, you know what? I'm going to make my character do that in that moment because of that thing. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's a good feeling to to chase though because yeah because that that made that the, the bow made that interaction that that moment that much more important to you right yeah. it fe- it felt yeah. important enough for you to say okay i'm going to add this on to this even though it, i don't know if this is custom this is what i feel is right to do yeah you went with it and that, that that's yeah. pretty that's pretty goddamn awesome dude honestly yeah. <laughs> so just real brief, the yeah. story is the Mongols invade uh, Tsushima Island. Jin is one of the last samurai alive, and his uncle is also one of the last samurai alive, right? Um, his uncle is, his name is... Um, Lord Shimura. Lord Shimura, yep, Lord Shimura. Uh, Jin is Sakai Shimura. Shimura, oh, sorry. But um, but they they plan to retake the island together, mm-hmm. and while his uncle is captured by the by the chief Mongol, the uh, Kotun Khan, Jin has to resort to less than savory in the eyes of the samurai techniques to get his uncle free. Yeah, and when it comes to light, that that's what Jin has been doing. His uncle kind of turns on him, and Jin is on his own with this small band of people that he has kind of gotten together collected throughout the game yeah right right and they launch an all-out offensive uh, inviting the uncle to come back and fight which he doesn't or he does no he does he does that's right he comes back to fight um and they end up defeating kochun khan and driving you know keeping them from basically taking the poisons that Jin was using off the island to yeah. try and go after the Japanese shogun. The mainland, yeah. The mainland, yeah. And at the end, at the very end, after all that's said and done, Jin and his uncle have a reckoning. And yeah. You have, this was, this was the way that you sold this to me, is that there is a choice that you will make at the end of this game that is going to be huge. And, yes. And, and emotional. But it's not like a game breaking, like a game changing. Yeah, thing. I almost can I can I can, yeah, I, please. can I interject here? Definitely. Can we save the choice for the end? Yes, yes. Discussion yep. of that, absolutely. Because because this is like it's to me that moment is the most utterly 
powerful thing of the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. And I don't want to get swept away with that before I can think about the other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. Thank so you. that, so when, so basically that's the end of the game after you make yeah. whatever your choice is, then, you know, then, then that's the end of the game and uh, you can continue on afterwards. And I don't know if you did, but if you, if you do, there's like a little interaction with one of the other characters that kind of talks about, you know, what's next kind of. Thing. Yeah. I did see what that was. And then you can, so you, after that, yeah. Cause after that you can go and still like, there's still straggler Mongols left on the Island, right? You can go fight them and you can finish up some of the quests and stuff like that. But the, but the, the game is done. Then right. it's the, the story, the main story of the game is, is done. Then. Yep. But Jin's mission lives on. <laughs> Jin's mission lives on as the ghost of Tsushima. The literal ghost of Tsushima. The literal ghost of Tsushima. So the first thing that I that, that struck me with this game, as far as like as how it relates to Star Wars, is the obvious, right? The 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 samurai and how they influenced the Jedi, at least in the original trilogy, right? right. Uh, I, I think in the I think in the prequel trilogy, it was more of a like a gunfighters of the old west type of a thing that 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 was an influence, but the way that they're spoken of in the, in the original trilogy yeah. makes you feel a little bit more, it feels like there's a little bit more of a samurai influence to they're, it. They're held in regard. It's, right. it seems like, yeah, it seems like they are, it seems like the Jedi are rare mm-hmm. and it, it like, at least the way Obi-Wan Kenobi paints it, the Jedi are like just so worthy of that respect that, that that you have for them yeah and they're highly highly trained mm-hmm. they have abilities that other people don't have in the, in the case of the samurai like sword fighting abilities right and the jedi add the force to it too but like still it's the samurai are so much up higher above anybody else in sword fighting it's kind of the same deal yeah there's a strict code like you said mm-hmm. and in in one of the films they say the jedi are keepers of peace not soldiers maybe mace windu says it i think yeah, of the peace, not soldiers. Something like that. It, it, One of those. It's during Attack of the Clones, I think. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and the way the samurai behave, they are soldiers when they need to be, and right. I guess it's kind of true of the Jedi too, right? When they need yeah. to be, or when they think they need to be, they're generals and whatever else on the the battlefield too. Yep. But yeah. in general, but generally speaking, they're like sort of peacekeepers, and I don't know, like in the days of the old Republic or whatever, I don't know how things were kind of set up to be. And I guess maybe we'll find out the, the new version of that as more high Republic stuff comes out. Right. Sure. But, but the one thing I noticed about this game is that wherever you go, people bow to you and are deferential to you Yeah. across the whole Island. They mm-hmm. recognize you as a samurai. Right. Um, and, and a Lord of, of some, some, uh, you know, a state, now, now, do you know are all samurai lords of an estate somewhere, or I like I looked it up and I forgot some of it. I uh, think in the course of the people, the people who fight in the battle, I believe not all are samurai, okay. but samurai have something equivalent to like a a knight has a squire or whatever, you know. Oh sure, yeah. And so they have or a Padawan, maybe. Or yeah, or Padawans, yeah. They have one to one too many of those. <laughs> I mean, not one too many. Like that's a it's a technical that's a nerd term. Not 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 one too many, as in 
one more than enough, but one too many meaning one or more than one. Oh, oh, yeah. one. Okay, listen, one yeah. escalating up to. Many. Yeah, I got yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, that's a very app developer kind of term there. I apologize for that. You fucking um, nerd. Fucking nerd. <laughs> so I, th- so I, what I think is that in the battle, especially at the battle, the being at the beginning of the game. Yeah. I, I don't think all of the fighters were samurai. Okay. Some of them were like the samurai's retainers or whatever you want to call it, who also knew how to fight, but they were not themselves like lords of estates or whatever. Gotcha. You okay. Know, I think. Okay. I don't, I don't know for sure. So I, I like you, I don't really have a whole wealth of, you know, knowledge of Japanese culture, especially, yeah. that, you know, uh, Imperial Japanese culture. Yeah. Back, yeah. back when I don't know. I just thought I figured I'd ask in case, you but didn't. yeah, but, but to, to the point you're making though, yeah, the, in this case, the gem, the, the, the samurai, the samurai, the samurai, the samurai <laughs> mashup so, from parks and rec, right? The samurai. <laughs> the, they're very much like, uh, a Jedi in this case. And then Jin Sakai, the protagonist specifically ha- bears some striking resemblance to several individual characters in sort of the star Wars universe. One of, you could, you could compare him to Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. You could compare him to Luke Skywalker. You could compare him to maybe Obi-Wan Kenobi as well. You could compare him to, you could you could draw some comparisons to maybe Ray Skywalker sure. in the in the new trilogy, but I think I think the, the one that stands out at least initially for me is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and the for me the reason is that Jin straddles two perspectives at once. Jin straddles the perspective of I'm a samurai and I have my code, right, and I have to follow it, and then the other perspective of but the situation in front of me demands or the situation in front of me, my code is not sufficient to that situation. My code is not, my code does not lead to the situation resolving in a way that saves lives basically. Right. Yep. So there's several times in, in Anakin's life from the films or whatever else where that kind of applies. Right. You could argue that, uh, like Anakin maybe taking out the same people who had taken his mother. Oh, yeah. Like he, I mean, maybe it may have been excessive. I'm not sure. But he did guarantee that no, that those same people would never kidnap another and enslave another person. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's like the same point. people, the, the, if, they, if, 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 this, if those people capture and enslave people, if that is part of their culture, mm-hmm. then they probably deserve to be fought against in some way. Right. right. Yeah. Um, now maybe assassinating them all at night, the men and the women and the children too. I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Anakin would have stepped too far down the like ninja path or whatever. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, but that, but that perspective is there. And then the other one right. too, is that like in, in revenge of the Sith. So Anakin, Anakin knows through the force that his, that Padme is going to die. Right. He, or he believes that Padme yeah. is going to die. And he gets convinced that the only way to save her is to sort of taste the dark side of the force because he doesn't know about it. And he's nobody, nobody would tell him about it and he, he couldn't learn it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so he had to, in his mind, he had to, oh, this is actually an interesting question. 
So in his mind, he had to uh, sort of learn about the dark side of the force in order to save Padme somehow. He right. believed that, right? And of course it was wrong. Of course, you know, Palpatine had no intention of saving Padme. He didn't give a shit. But I, I just thought of an interesting question. Like, if Anakin had touched the dark side, but not like fallen, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means. But if he had if he had sort of tasted it and been like, you know, maybe that's not for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been sufficient to save Padme, right? Because yeah. he killed her because he had fallen completely to the dark side. And he like he wound up being the one to kill her. Right. 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 Whereas, you know, if he'd he'd been like, hey Palpatine, let's try it out. And then like they you know, they go they go murder some Jedi and he's like, you know, <laughs> maybe that wasn't right. Uh, you know what? I'm good. Uh, Mr. Uh, Senator, sir. Or Mr. Chancellor, sir. I'm not going to. Jedi is the way I want to go. You know. <laughs> can I go? Can I do backseas on that? <laughs> you just, you you just, just said. Just, uh, just, uh, just a pile of Jedi bodies around him. He's like, mm, backseas, right? <laughs> oh, crap. Do you remember when you said that nobody could die with this <laughs> power? Um, could we the, maybe the, the corpses around me say otherwise, sir. <laughs> Can we resurrect them? And will they <laughs> will they be zombies? Right. Oh yeah. Actually, that's that see that okay. See, that's what he that's what he could have done. He could have yeah. been like he could have been like, oh, Mr. Palpatine, sir the dark side can sort of bring people back or whatever. Yeah. And then he should just immediately have stabbed somebody like standing around them and then been like, okay, bring them back. <laughs> right. You know, and if Palpatine can't do it, then he's going to be like, you know what? You're full of shit. Mr. Chancellor. I'm going to call, uh, I'm going to call shenanigans on you. I'm calling shenanigans. Sir. I'm not going to, I take back <laughs> my, I give you, give me back, give back my Darth title to you. <laughs> I'll be called Narth now. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be called Darth Quitter. Darth Quitter. I'm <laughs> quitting the Sith. <laughs> Darth Quitter. Which, awesome. which then is the, then it's like, then it's, there's like a Brokeback Mountain thing. Like, why can't I quit you? You know what I mean? <laughs> Going on there between Anakin and Palpatine. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of them is really gross looking. And yeah. I don't know if that would be enjoyable at all. I don't know. Whew. All right. Well. Fair enough. But okay, so I, I wandered off I wandered off there. But the, the point is yeah, is the point or the point that I was going for anyway is like in the in the game, Jin finds that the code is not sufficient to the task. Right. And there are places in Star Wars where I think you find the same thing. Oh, absolutely. God is, oh, is, well. is where I was going with that. Yeah. yeah, I you know I you you haven't seen the Mandalorian, but there's actually kind of allusion to that as well, where where there's you know this one of the characters has a specific code that he lives by, and he eventually has to break that code to get done what he needs to get done, and I think that that's a I think that's a an interesting recurring theme. Um in 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 fiction like this you know what i mean like yeah well yeah. i mean think about it like batman right the uh the dark knight the movie the dark knight they had um were the you listening things the list the they hacked the phones right yeah no but the the thing was um the joker told him that he had to uh he's gonna have to break his one rule 
to get what he needs to get what right? he, oh yeah, yeah right to get what he needs and all that now did you did you go to see that with me did we go and see all three of those movies we when the third one came out we went to a marathon that's what it was three. a marathon okay. yes 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Shit, i don't think right. we went to the dark knight together maybe we did i'm not sure but well, but we definitely when the when the dark knight rises came out yeah we saw all three and we one saw all three of them. Go. yeah shit that's right dude my butt hurt terribly after that. Know, that was, <laughs> that was bad man that was bad Whew. Fucking marathons. I don't think I can do that anymore. I, I I have gone on a marathon since then. My wife and I went and saw the Zombieland marathon where you got to see Zombieland and Zombieland 2. Oh. See it, but there it is. I believe I believe you did that. And you don't have to show me. I, I, no, I was it was just here. I just thought, you know, it'd be cool to show you. No, Rich, I believe you. Fine, man. I believe you. <laughs> no, it's a or cool. No, no, what was it? What was it? Was it um Rich, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> I know. No, it, it's not your fault. <laughs> what is that? From? Don't don't do this. It's from um, Goodwill Hunting. Oh right. When <laughs> oh god, that's right. <laughs> when Robin Williams, bless his soul, is the yes. therapist talking to to Matt that's Damon's character. Right. Yeah. That's right. God <laughs> damn it. Oh man, I miss Robin Williams so fucking bad. Yeah. He was he was amazing. Anyway. Boy, we were just all over the fucking place. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So let uh, so, so something that I wanted to talk about um, that struck me as as very Star Wars esque, yeah, was this idea of like this really really good right with the samurai versus really really evil, which is the Khan, right? Yeah. So you have like your ultimate evil. You have your Darth Vader, and you've got you know w- while they're not the same, but they. They're not like father and son, but if you're just taking Star Wars itself, right? You've got before Luke knows that Vader is his father, you've got Darth Vader and you've got Luke Skywalker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like these ideas of these iconic or like these archetype type characters, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like Jin is this bastion of, you know, heroism, right? Yeah. Everything that he does, he does according to the samurai code with the exception of those things that he has to break to free his island, right? Right. Yeah. Every- anytime anytime he breaks his code, yeah. It's for like a moral reason, yep. I think. I don't yep. can't think of anything he doesn't do for that reason. Nope, that's it's that's for Yep, everything he does yeah. is for a moral reason, and I mean, he, and even when he does it, he says he you'll he'll talk to himself and say, "This is not right," you know. But yeah, but I have to do this. There's no other yeah. way. So yeah. he's he's left with no recourse, you know. Yeah. And there's actually even another like another parallel in that in the in with Anakin, like you were talking about, where Anakin is is kind of the the analog <laughs> Anakin log for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for Jin in this in this scenario um where Jin and his uncle have this kind of standoff where the uncle's like you can't do what you're doing and Jin says look your old ways are not going to get it done there's the there's the argument that you know Anakin's making that you know well the Jedi aren't going to let me do what I need to do to get yeah. done what I need to do you know yeah it's like it just Oh my god. There's there's a great couplet there in not couplet, but there's a there's a two-line exchange yeah. in that discussion. I think there, I think this is the discussion you're referring to. And it and it and it perfectly codifies that that uh Shimura Sakai 
uh, perspective balance. Because Lord Shimmer says, you have no honor. And Jin says, and you are a slave to it. That's right. Yes, he does. And I think that's when he slaps him or whatever. But like, that's. Oh, yeah, he does. um, And then they, that's kind of their breakup, basically. Yeah. And. (laughs) And 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 then it captures it captures Jin's it captures both of their perspective perfectly. Yeah. Right. Because because for because for Lord Shimura, clearly death is preferable to mm-hmm. breaking the code, even if breaking the code saves lives. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter if it, it doesn't matter if breaking the code saves lives. The the code is worth more than human lives. Oof. Um. Which may be a harsh way to put it, but like, right, right. It, but it, but it, it, so, but and so let me let me continue that thought for a second. But um, yeah, and then for Jin, of course, Jin finds that he doesn't think human lives are worth the code, right? He doesn't right. make that trade, right? But when you consider Shimmer's perspective, that Shimmer believes that there, this 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 life is only one part of what you know eternity is. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> like to him, making the sacrifice, like preserve the code, lose lives, is is morally acceptable acceptable to him because those lives are not really lost; they're just sort of sent to the next stage of existence. Right. For for him, anyway. That's, sure. That's yeah. sort of his yeah. belief. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah like good good point i guess is what i'm gonna i'm getting at there but like you're you're you were talking about it and i was thinking about like the things that he had said and the ways that he had kind of taught Jin in this in the samurai you know traditions mm-hmm. that that provide you know a great example for what you're talking about i mean he would he would rather die than betray that code because the code is eternal human beings as they exist right this moment are not they will exist you know they'll move on into the force right yeah (laughs) they'll become one with the force yeah Yeah. kind of right i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. a very similar kind of thing there too you know yeah absolutely fuck dude there are a lot of fucking parallels yeah this is why we need to go at some point we need to branch off into samurai films in general, right? Because there's more yeah. at work in what clearly there's more at work in what fed star Wars uh, from this genre of, of this body of work Fuck yeah. uh, that, that definitely. sort of informs how the, their approach to this stuff. Right. Yeah, definitely. There's we, what we didn't see too much of was like, I would have I would have loved to see even more find out more about how because Jin clearly has these other artistic abilities these the, the composing haikus and playing the flute yeah. and, and to change to change the weather which is awesome too yeah that was um, pretty cool <laughs> uh, but he must have learned those things right and then like. <sighs> It'd be great to maybe maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be worth writing a novel about it or something like that, just to sort of explore the themes of, like how does one, how how does one get good at writing haiku? How does one get good at, at that 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 flute playing in context of the full samurai code and the full sort of Shinto perspective that was at work there and that mm-hmm. stuff? I'd love to learn more about that. I should probably yeah. just fucking googled it more than i did to to find out more but 
right? Because 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 <laughs> because Jin contains all those things in him, right? He contains right. the like, and and maybe for him, and maybe for a samurai, like swordsmanship is just another part of the the fullness of the arts within the samurai, right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> shit. There is an art to that that sort of yeah. too. Like, I mean, you you learn different stances, and yeah. each of those stances have like a different like look to them. You know, yeah. Like, like you know what stance you're in just by looking at the way he's standing when he's at rest and waiting. And for the and the stances the draw they, they draw inspiration from nature, right? There's the yep. water stance yep. and the stone stance, yep. the moon stance, and yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> shit, yeah. So there's there's artistry in that just by itself too, you know. Mm-hmm. And then just adding another layer on that, when you get to that ghost stance, when you get to that point where you can use oh, that ghost yeah. stance and you can strike terror into the hearts of men, um, just by standing in a certain way, right? But when you when you when you attack and when you when you defeat an enemy with that ghost stance, everything turns red. It's red yeah. and black, and it's it's very it's very stylish and very stylistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, just brilliantly rendered in that yeah. way, I think. And it, yeah, just fucking great, just great. I would love to see that game get a full on PS Five update. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe not even just a remaster. We remaster. It just came out last year, but you know, get like a full on <laughs> get to like, it. Yeah, the fuck get sucker to it, sucker punch. punch. <laughs> Come on, the hell are you waiting for? Um, <laughs> but like, get like the full on, like you know, Ghost or God, God of War just got the uh, that that update. The oh yeah, yeah, that's PS5 right. Five update so that you can get like full on four K and you sixty know, frames per second, sixty yeah. frames per second at the same time and all that. This would be great to be able to do that if it doesn't have it already. Yeah, just oh, we didn't even talk about the wind, right? Oh yeah. The wind is his father's spirit guiding him to different things. I mean, is that not better? the force? Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> There's the force right there in the right, whole right. in the whole damn game. Right. Fuck. Yeah, I like as I played through this all I could think of was Star Wars this and Star Wars that. But, and this isn't just my brain being, you know, locked into Star Wars, but it just it's so reminiscent of the Jedi and their code and like these, these concepts and constructs that we've got, you know, from Lucas's original trilogy, at least, you know, Mm -hmm. like the force guiding you, you know, or even, even Obi-Wan saying run Luke run. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. kind of the wind. Yeah. That's the wind in a certain way. It's totally the wind, man. Oh, fucking wind, man. I forgot. I forgot to write that down. I was trying to jot some notes down quick before we talked. Oh yeah, because I knew I'd have enough in my brain to talk about it anyway. I did. I wouldn't need notes, but I thought yeah. maybe maybe I better take some notes just in case. Just in case. Why not? Right. Yeah. Um, the shrines, right? Yeah. Okay. So th- this is the other thing. Like, do Jedi do Jedi have like a uh, a relationship with the natural world around them? Or are they more focused on like the world beyond the force and that sort of thing? Because Jin has a very, very specific relationship with nature around him. And, yeah. And this plane of existence, you know, like, you know, that's actually, that's kind of something. So that's an interesting comment because 
I kind of think that's actually a, a gap or a missing piece of the mm-hmm. Jedi is that you would think the Jedi would have so many artists yeah. among them because they don't have, they're not married. So they're not, you know, doing any uh, marriage stuff, <laughs> but also, but like, but, but master Yoda is so like, he's like, it's, it's there. It's the tree. It's the rock. It's the, whatever he's like, he's so connected to all the things. And, yeah. and like, you would think that Jedi, that the Jedi should sort of have this feeling of connectedness to, to nature and stuff. And then, you know, being kind of monk-like and, and sort of seeking peace anyway, like, I, I think, I think that's a huge, I think that's actually a huge gap. I think, so I, think the, I think the Jedi should be, or the, or the, among the Jedi, there should be like amazing artists. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, can you imagine, can you imagine, Jeff, fuck me. Can you imagine <laughs> how, how good like jazz improvisation would be? In in like a force quartet. Oh jeez. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, fuck yeah, and, that'd be great. Imagine how good. Imagine how amazing sculpting would be if you can if you can not just with like chisels and and the scrapers and stuff, but also you can use the force to sort of work the materials that you're working right. Yeah. And just imagine how great, you know, a painting just. How, how great everything could be if the Jedi were focused or, or at least partially focused or did it in their spare time. They did artistic pursuits. Hmm. Shit. That's a huge gap. It really is. Isn't it? But yeah. That's yeah. a good point. You're, 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 I think you're spot on with that. It is a huge gap. Like, like, okay. So you said that you would think that Yoda would be someone that could be Yoda would be a great haikuist, right? He, a haiku he would have, writer, yes. He would have an interesting like turn of phrase to yep. the things, right? Well, yeah, that's true. He would, wouldn't he? Do you think he would write that way, too? Do you think Yoda writes that way? No, no. Be like, uh, <laughs> to her, wonder. it may concern, <laughs> the young Padawan Skywalker must, or uh, to, to, to the principal's office must go. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I couldn't think of anything else he would write, you know. They don't probably don't use pen and paper very much in in Star Wars Star Wars Galaxy. Yeah, I suppose not. Hmm. When you have computer things everywhere and then droids to sort of remember things for you and That's stuff true. like that. That's yeah. true. That's true. So, oh, okay. So let's talk about we're you said droids. Let's talk about like uh let's talk about your supporting cast in this, right? You've got oh, Ken, yeah. you've got Kenji, right? Yep. Who is a sake uh, brewer? Yep. You've got Norio, who is a monk. You've got Lady Masako, who was friends with your mother, mm-hmm. uh, friends with Jin's mother, not your mother, mm-hmm. Paul. Uh, or she might have been, I don't know. But She's a very classy lady. It could right. go either way. <laughs> so, uh, and you've got uh, Yuna, who. Mm-hmm. Her is it her brother? Um, what's God? What's her brother's his name? Brother, what's her brother's name? Yuna Take Take Take. I'm gonna have to Google it. I don't know it. Yeah, I can't remember who who get who is killed by the con. Yes, beheaded yes. by the con. Jesus God, that was yeah. that was fucking okay. I gotta tell you, there were scenes in this game that emotionally just 
like ruptured something in my brain, you know, like, and, and him and him getting killed was one of them. The other one yeah. that killed me was Lady Masako when she talks about her kids. Yeah. Like, there, there's a scene where she is just so furious. She finds, what the hell did she find out? It was her sister. She finds out there was her sister and it just yeah. fucking wrecks her. And, yeah. and like, I'm right there with her. I had tears in my fucking eyes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Tears in my eyes. Yeah. It was, it was powerful stuff <sighs> and hard to, and hard to watch, you know, I, and I found myself in those moments wishing that there was more of that stuff in star Wars, you know? Yeah. Like, like there are things in Star Wars that I get, you know, that I can get a little teary eyed over, you know? Yeah. Nothing too much, you know? Like, there's not a lot of emotion for me in Star Wars other than nostalgia, you know? Well, and see, to me, this is where things like Rogue One and Solo really make up for that. Yeah. Because I would, I would call these saga films like slightly emotionally distant stunted yeah distant yeah. i'm not sure like there certainly is emotion for sure of course yeah, there's yeah. emotion yeah yeah but it, there, it doesn't have as quite as many of those like doesn't have quite as many punch you in the gut things except for for me the last jedi luke's death for me last jedi Ooh has several things like that the one that gets several me is, moments oh yeah you know we should let's save the last jedi yeah there's Oof. i i don't want to talk too much about it because there is stuff in that that i yeah that's that gives me goosebumps you know there's yeah. things in that movie that give me goosebumps but yeah but I think but, but in large part. but i think in large part we're i think in large part the two of us are correct nicely done two of us yeah the that the saga films don't hit quite as hard emotionally right as like rogue one or solo does yeah yeah um, rogue one definitely hits man hard man. especially at the end jesus yeah. god hmm but okay now that you've said the end oh yeah should we get to the end should we get to the end i think we let's should do it. let's do it I'm going to let you do this because I think that you're going so, to be able to do this much more eloquently than I will. So what happens is Lord Shimura has prepared paperwork that he brought to the Shogun, which would allow for him to adopt Jin as his own son and thus make Jin the, the sort of uh, not just Lord Sakai, but would also make him inheritor of like Castle Shimura. And because because Lord Shimura is a higher rank than just some samurai guy, he's right. like the head samurai of the island, or the maybe the Jito, or so, I can't remember what the term for it is, but he's he's yeah. that. Yep. Um, and so so Shimura has prepared that and he tells Jin of that, and then through the course of some of the missions. If I could just interrupt real quick, that actually is a wonderfully emotional moment. Yeah, between the uncle and yeah. the f- potential son. Sorry, go ahead. I mean it 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 makes it makes the ending all that much. Oh, God damn. You know? yeah. yeah. So then, through the course of some of the this the scenes you play, 
Shimura winds up throwing that paper into a fire. Right. He doesn't want to adopt Jin because yep. Jin has like just so fully transgressed against the samurai code. And then of course Jin breaks free from the captivity that that Shimura puts him in and Jin goes on to challenge the Khan and defeat the Khan mm-hmm. with with Shimura's help at the end. And then you get word that you are to meet Lord Shimura at the place where you and he sparred when you were a child. Yeah. Which is a callback to earlier in the game. Right. So several points earlier in the game where you have flashback scenes of Lord Shimura giving you lessons about life mm-hmm. through that sparring place. And so they meet there and that place is near Jin's family estate or it's on the estate and it's near their home. Right. 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 So they, they ride from there to oh God, the place where Jin's father is buried. And Shimura explains to Jin that, you know, the Shogun has said, you have to stop the ghost. The ghost is the ghost is against everything we're for. Mm-hmm. And Shimura knows you're the ghost. And so he says, essentially, we have to, it is my, it is, <laughs> it's, he describes it at one point as his duty, but he also describes it as his punishment. Right. Yes. It is yeah. his punishment that he has to capture and eliminate the ghost. So what happens is you, the player, Jin, and Lord Shimura, compose a final haiku together in the graveyard cemetery in front of your father's in front of your father's grave god and then you then you battle him yeah and throughout the battle they're still talking to each other Mm -hmm. and you can see that like they're both crying the whole they're weeping they're weeping yeah they're 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 trapped in this Mm -hmm. shimura is trapped Shimura, because I think I think so. I'm sorry. Let me let me finish the the, the yeah, process yeah. here. Yep. You of course, Jin of course defeats Shimura, and then you, the player, have the choice. Shimura asks you to give grant him an honorable warrior's death and kill him. Yeah, and you your choice as the player is whether to kill him or to let him live. And the so just just to tie it off there that that choice is that choice does not affect anything except just the telling of the story. Right. Nothing changes gameplay wise based on your choice. Right. It purely just invokes a finality finality to the relationship there. Yeah. And 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 then that's it. You make your choice, and then you move on. Whether you kill him or you let him live, you have to be done with him. <sighs> and the genius thing about this is that I know what I chose, mm-hmm. and I know why I chose it. Mm-hmm. But I could I could make a compelling argument for either case. And I've seen, I've seen, I watched the guy who, I forget his name, the guy who played 
Jin. Oh yeah. yeah. He did a he did a playthrough where he he recorded himself playing and he he the he the guy who played the character made the did a different choice than I did. Really? Yeah, he so I will reveal now to the yeah. world that I chose to kill Lord Shimura. Yeah. And the guy I forget his name, shoot, I forget his name, but he chose to spare Shimura and then run away and spend his life in hiding uh, away from Lord Shimura. Wow. Uh, so I chose to kill him. And my reasoning went like this. I think that, okay, I have, I have a character reason and then I have a general reason maybe, or I have a couple a, characters. Like reasons. a Paul reason? <laughs> and maybe a, I have a character reason and maybe a Paul reason too. <laughs> right, right. So my character reason is Jin has gone against the samurai code but basically the whole game but he, he was doing it because the situation forced him out of it mm-hmm. the situation like the situation forced him to adopt a, a posture other than that mm-hmm. but in his heart of hearts i kind of thought jin did want the samurai code to actually be a thing he did want it to that even though he could not have it, he still wished that it could be something in the world. True. That that he still watched it. And so so apart from that also, he 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 dearly loved his uncle. Mm-hmm. Dearly loved him. And he knew that this was his uncle's greatest wish. His uncle wanted this. And so he he granted him that and it was beautiful it was beautiful because in the moments in the moments where shimura is dying he says when you when you get to the next life come find me right right because maybe there maybe there the samurai code doesn't mean anything and maybe there he and i can be reunited and we can discuss all the things that we never could in that last year of our life where we we just lost we lost everything including our relationship and and then he and then he expires and passes on. So those so those are, and, so, and so I thought I, th- I kind of thought Jin loves his uncle enough to give him, to give him what he wants to to sort of meet that. And because if the world was different, Jin would want that too. I think mm-hmm. yep. Jin would want the honorable mm-hmm. samurai death if he could have had it. My thing is that I think and maybe I, the reason I ascribe this stuff to Jin is because maybe I think I believe it too is that. I think it is good to strive for codification and like laying down of how, how things ought to be, I think. But I also think that that process still leads to inevitable conflicts with that very thing. And I think maybe you have to embrace that, your laying down of a code for yourself will sometimes require you to break that code in order to maintain it. And I think, I think Jin had, because imagine this, if the Mongols had wiped out all of Japanese citizens, Mm -hmm. the samurai code would not exist anymore. Right. 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 So, so in a, in, in both in a small sense and and in a large sense, Jin had to break the code in order to save the code. Kind of an Anakin thing, right? Like, right, right. Well, sort of, kind of. In but, in a sense, in, in yeah. a very in a very character sense, 
and there there are things there there's lots of art there's lots of things that art and science that also sort of buys into that or that that follows that same precept like Isaac Asimov the the they had the they had the three laws of robotics right right yeah and then at the end of the foundation series you find out that there was a robot behind some of the stuff it was Daniel Olivar was okay. like a, a robot at the end. he was in, he was in some of the other robot books but he was also in the foundation series and at the end you discover that he created for himself a zeroth law he he said okay because the law the three laws are i forget what the order or whatever but it's like you can't harm a human you can't through an action let a human come to harm and you have to obey a human right right something like that those are the, those are laws yeah and he invented a zeroth law that says those things apply but they apply to the human race maybe not to a specific human Ooh, in other words in other words in other words it's okay if you have to occasionally eliminate some human in order to apply that more broadly to the human race i'll allow it basically so, is, <laughs> is how he sort of worked around his own formulation of those things that's fantastic um kurt girdel who famously invented the incompleteness theorem found this in in mathematics and all symbolic languages, which is that if you have a way of expressing things with formal syntax and rules like math or like languages too, any, any system with a set of rules and some, and syntactic symbolic logic has a statement that is true, but cannot be proven in that system. Any system that has that. Okay. Any, any language, any mathematical formulation, any system has that thing. And he somehow he, like, it's amazing how he did it. I don't know exactly how, but he proved that that is true. He proved that in any language you can invent, there is a phrase that breaks that language <laughs> that can't be proved, that is true, but can't be proved true. Oh my right? God. Okay. And, and so, and so what it is, is like, like there is, there, so in the, in, in the incompleteness theorem, there is, there's an order, which is, the syntax and grammar of a language. And then there is at least one, maybe more, but at least one thing that breaks that order. But it is but it is because that order has an order to it that there exists a thing that can break it. So that you have to embrace that contradiction right. in order to have a system. Wow. You can't have that system unless it has that little tail end of a contradiction in it. Huh. So, so for me, as I was thinking about Jin and his struggle with the samurai code, that is what I was thinking about is all these other things too, where that, that sort of yeah. applies is that there's the code, but then sometimes to save it, I have to destroy it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I know I just like, no, no, on, but that's no, that dude. my thought. Now, see when you're talking there, I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. Because his, his, his thing, especially in the last Jedi anyway, before they dumped this idea was to burn it all down. Yeah. So in order to save that, you know, that very sacred connection with the force, you have to let go of the old dogmatic. Yeah. Right. So that, that I just, I was thinking about that, man, when you were talking about, like when you were describing the final scenes of the game, I was fucking tearing up just hearing you describe them, man. Like, 
and I'm glad that you kept talking because I think my voice was going to break at that point. And then he had to yeah. fight his uncle. <laughs> but but it, it doesn't like no words that, that I could ever use to describe, excuse me, to describe it could do it justice. You did. You did beautifully. Uh, I would not Thank have you. been able to do it as Thank well you. as you did. But the moment that like I did the same thing, I chose to, I chose to, to kill him. Kill him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and my reasoning was not as deep as yours, as far as, you know, the, the idea that, you know, that, that Jin wants to, you know, still have this, the samurai thing. My thought was purely from the perspective of, okay, well, what's the right thing to do here? And, and of course that's dumb because there's no right or wrong here, right? There's just your choice. That's the, that's the beauty of it. There's not a right choice. There's not a wrong choice. There's just the, the choice is all that exists. Yeah. And, but for me, thematically, what felt right was to, was to grant him that, that warrior's death. Yeah. Yeah. Because of what Jin felt for his uncle, like you described, like, this is a guy who was going to be his father, right? I mean, he was going to, he already looked at him as if he was a father figure. Right. And, and like, thinking about it like it's almost like you have to pull the plug on that parent that's you know on life support that you know you never they know is never going to get better and they ask you to do it right they say you need to you need to i need you to pull the plug the doctors won't do it you need to do it yeah right it's that moment where you have to make that choice and and it's to me it was the only right way to do it but i sat with that for probably good 10 minutes just kind of sat back and I thought, you know what? I can't, I, I, I was like, how the fuck I, I think I texted you. I was like, how am I supposed to make this choice? Yeah. You know, because on the one hand, I don't want to kill him. He's my uncle, right. Or yeah. you know, Jin's uncle. On the other hand, uh, you need to respect that wish of his, he, right. He wants it. Yeah. Yeah. And how, and how much of a betrayal would that be? You've, you've already, You've already broken your 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 bond with him, or your bond with him has already been broken. You didn't do it on purpose, but your bond has been broken with yeah. him. How much further of a fracture would that be if you let him live, and now he is this defeated warrior, you know, uh, you know, wounded but not murdered, and so, so I had to do it. I had to do it. And he said, like, Jin says something to him as he's, as he's getting ready to, like, stab him. I think he's, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he says something like, you, you would have been a great father or something like that. Yeah. What, what was it that he says to him? I can't remember exactly. I don't remember either. We'll have to go look it up. I'm, I'm probably, yeah. I have to go watch that thing again now that we've talked about it. I have to go watch it on YouTube now. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm actually going to play this game again at some point. I don't know, yeah. not right away. I, it's too emotional for me to jump right back into it, but yeah. I am going to go back and I'm going to replay this one and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to play it in the fucking Kurosawa mode, by the way. <laughs> nice. Nice. The black and white. Oh my God. Can you imagine what that ghost stuff is going to look like with the black and white? And it just turns red at one point. <laughs> red. Oh, oh. hello. Yeah. Shit. Fuck! What a great game! What a great fucking game, Paul. This was this was a great idea. This was a great game, and we talked about this. I think we're gonna we're gonna make. I think they're gonna make that. Let's make this official. When we do video games, they're gonna be under a specific banner. We're gonna call it the GD Arcade, not the goddamn arcade, the Great Disturbances Arcade, right? Nice. <laughs> I, like a, I like it. I like it. I like it. 
Yeah. So we're, so this will be our first GD arcade and, and that I, I'm making it official. I think we need to make it official, right? We've got enough banners for other stuff, right? We got the Kessel runs. We've got the Cantina chat. So we've got yeah. our main stuff. Now we've got this too. Fuck it. I second that motion. Gavel, gavel, motion carried. <laughs> gavel, gavel. Sweet. Well, I, okay. I don't I don't know if I have much else to say about it. So I don't have much else to say either. And we don't need to do a decision here either. No, we don't. Because we put we off have, the, yeah, yeah, we put off Vader. We'll do Vader will come next, we promise. I just we I had to talk about this. And and we called an audible because you know I just finished it and I, I sent a text to Paul and I said something like, I, I I feel like maybe we need to do this. And his response yeah. was something to the effects of fuck yes or or, sh- or shut the fuck up or something like that and i was like okay well that, i think i know what we're doing then so, yeah so no coin flip uh no coin flip. but we will see you next time with uh darth vader uh, issues one through six darth vader 2017 one issues one through six thanks for bearing with us there jeff <laughs> oh we Bye. didn't even talk we didn't even talk about the fucking horses that's all right. Ugh. We could talk. That's fine. I don't talk about my fucking horse. I anymore. think my I think my emotions are exhausted now. I can't. Yeah, I'm done. No more horse. Sorry, horse. <sighs> Sorry, Nobu. R.I.P. <laughs>